Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Habakkuk through Zephaniah. My friend Sean Paris is handling Bible notes for me again today, and tomorrow we will be back with mine. Sean's Rabbit Trails Have you ever wondered what the world is coming to, or what has caused the world to turn upside down? Many are saying right is wrong and wrong is right. Unfortunately, we have much lack of respect and much hate and strife. This is what happens when people become unmoored from a standard of living or do not use a plumb line to measure one's actions in life. Some even question God and His existence due to what is going on in the world. Well, that's what we're seeing in Habakkuk 1. Habakkuk was written in time around the Egyptian defeat of Carchemish, Jeremiah 46.2, and Hamath, when the Babylonian force under Nebuchadnezzar occupied the area. The thing about biblical prophecy is that it repeats, almost like someone is trying to teach us something here. We see the Chaldean being used as an instrument of correction for Yahweh's people, Judah, at this time. The same thing happened to Israel at the hands of the Syrians. Look at Deuteronomy 28, verses 49 through 53, Isaiah 5, verses 26 through 30, and Jeremiah 4, 13, Jeremiah 5, 15, and Jeremiah 6, 22 through 23, for the description of the typical biblical enemy. Have you watched End of the World type movies where the hero is in an intrepid task in the 11th hour, warning everyone that the volcano is about to blow or the world is about to be flooded? In Habakkuk, we see a warning, a cry to repent and seek Jehovah. It seems to me that this is something that might happen in the end times or something like the tribulation period, but we will have to watch it play out before our eyes. Funny thing here, from the looks of what's in the news today, we may have front row seats to what's being said in Habakkuk again today. Back to our story. The first chapter of Habakkuk is a complaint to Jehovah as to why he lets the wrong go unpunished. Habakkuk is expressing that Jehovah's instructions are not followed and justice is not being served. It seems like justice is perverted. It reminds me of prophecy in Revelation when the martyrs were under the throne, asking when will justice be served for their deaths. You can read this in Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11. As I read Habakkuk 2, I'm reminded of Ezekiel 33 of the watchmen on the lookout for our enemies. They're walking and searching for something beyond the horizon or tree line and vigilant on their watch. At the moment's notice, they alert the citizens of danger. I do not know if anybody here has performed duties as a sentry or stood guard. It is a serious responsibility for someone to take on. You have a group of people depending on you to alert them of danger to the group. I do not care how hot or how cold you are or how tired you are. You have many lives in your hands. You are to stay on post no matter what. If you do not heed the wisdom from Ezekiel 33 and fail in your duty, should danger come, their blood will be on your hands. Habakkuk is doing the very same thing with letting people know about prophecy warning. Habakkuk 2.4 reads, Look at the proud. He is inwardly not upright, but the righteous will attain life 
through trusting faithfulness. This reminds me again of the end of the world movies. It is in the 11th hour, our hero warns the people about the destructive path that they are on and offers up a means of course correction, which must be made immediately. However, many blow it off and think the hero is crazy. The prophecy mentioned in Habakkuk 2.4, where have we heard this? The righteous will attain life through trusting faithfulness. It's similar in Daniel 10.14, Daniel 12.4-13, and 2 Corinthians 5.7, which says that we live by trust, not by what we see. Galatians chapter 3 also tells us that it is those who live by trusting and being faithful who are really children of Abraham. And Ezekiel 33 says a lot about this also. It even gives a warning to believers who do not warn a believer that is not living right by Jehovah's perspective. Hebrews 10:38 says, But the person who is righteous will live by his life by trusting, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. It seems that all the 613 commandments, including what we call the Ten Commandments that Jehovah instructed to Moses to teach the people of Israel, are based on the single principle, the righteous shall live by faith. See Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, and Galatians 3.11. On to Zephaniah. I love trivia, and I came across some interesting facts about Zephaniah. Zephaniah means Jehovah hides. The author of this book is Zephaniah, and the time this book was written is 640 to 612 BC. Observations Zephaniah was born during the latter part of the reign of King Manasseh, great-great-grandson of King Hezekiah, and the only prophet of a royal descent. Zephaniah was a contemporary of Jeremiah and Habakkuk. Zephaniah was considered as the 11th hour prophet. Josiah became king at the age of eight, and Zephaniah prophesied during this time. King Josiah made significant changes during his reign. He tore down all Baal altars. He destroyed the foreign incense altars. He burned the bones of false prophets on their altars. He broke the carved images and molten images into pieces. And of course, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law in the temple. We read this in 2 Chronicles 34, verse 8 through 35, verse 19. And Josiah immediately set about returning to obedience. Zephaniah pronounced God's coming judgment upon these nations around Judah. To the west, Philistia. To the east, Moab and Ammon. To the south, Ethiopia. And to the north, Assyria. Jerusalem is characterized by spiritual rebellion and moral treachery at this time. So Zephaniah opens with condemnation of idolatry, wrath, and judgment. Zephaniah closes with true worship, rejoicing, and blessing. In Zephaniah, we see an appointed time declared by Yehovah, the Day of Atonement. This is the day that Yehovah will not hide himself from anyone. He said in chapter 1 that he will completely sweep away everything off the face of the land. Every living creature, humans, animals, birds, and fish. He will wipe out the wicked and anyone who makes people stumble. We read that in Zephaniah 1, verses 2 through 6. This is a warning to those who reject and turn away from following Yehovah. 
Chapter 1 describes this day event. It says Jehovah will be swift in his fury on that day. But chapter 2 calls for repentance and to seek Jehovah's face. It talks about the remnant of Israel plundering the nations around that were destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. This reminds me of Ezekiel chapters 38 through 39 and Gog and Magog and also in Revelations 19. I'm not saying it is Gog and Magog, but it does make me wonder. Something in Zephaniah 3 struck me of a prophecy in Jeremiah 31. In Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, we read, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no longer. On the same Day of Atonement, Yehovah says that He will change the peoples so that they will have pure lips to call on the name of Yehovah. We read this in Zephaniah 3.9. The remnant of Israel will not do wrong, nor will they speak lies. Zephaniah 3, verses 13-20. Did you read this? Yehovah will fulfill the promise He made in Jeremiah 31. This is hard for me, and I can imagine it is for you too. Please be vigilant. Test everything that I have said and anyone else said about these passages, including end times prophecy. We have got to be careful in not adding into what the prophecy says or does not say. May we finish the race to the end. That concludes Sean Paris's notes. We'll be back tomorrow with my notes. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.